one soul ring. We're back again. This is another episode of Turn One Soul Ring. You have the I'm... music playing. Oh, I do have the music playing. God damn it. <laughs> he does it sometimes. That... That's, that's all right. It's, it's thematic. That it's it the... is thematic, yeah. Um, well, well, I guess we should introduce ourselves. I'm Kevin. And I'm Eric. And I'm Riley. Yes, Riley's back. I've been sleeping under the table this whole time. That's right. <laughs> uh, we are wrapping up our two-part series on our Throne of Eldraine set review. And we do have some magic news for you guys. Right. We've got a bit of we've got a bit of a hot take from Riley. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think last episode I had mentioned promo packs. That's right, yes. Yeah. Because I, I I thought it was a game day promo. Yeah. 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 So uh, it used to be um, like with you know Dominaria standard and Ravnica standard. Um, if you went to an FNM like Friday Night Magic or like a standard showdown or whatever, yeah, you would get just as a participant, just for showing yeah, up. Yeah, just for showing up, you'd yeah. get some sort of um, card, usually from that set. It was an alternate border, uh, or in some rare cases, it could be an alternate art, mm-hmm. um, and it might even be foil. I think most of them were foil in, yeah. in the Ravnica sets. They were, but, or like the art would like extend into the text and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they usually had like. Like the the planeswalker symbol and things like yeah. that. Yeah, they just looked really nice, right? Yeah, and, and just a nice little cool products. Nice little um, treat for showing up. Uh, even if you didn't win, you you at least got something, right? Either way, you're a winner. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say that. But <laughs> <laughs> you got something. <laughs> um, uh, but what they did for Core 2020 is they introduced this idea of promo packs. Right. So instead of everybody getting an alternate border, alternate art uh, uh, promo. Yeah. Just, uh, I think each store is limited for how many promo packs they get in a standard season. Yes. And they have to figure out how they want to dis- uh, distribute those for each event. Mm-hmm. So um, at the local store that I play out of, usually what it looks like is for a draft, they get three of these standard promo packs and then one foil promo pack that they just raffle off to everybody there right so whether it's six person for six people show up for draft and they fire a pod yeah they raffle off four packs total Mm -hmm. uh or if it's 18 people and they fire off a few pods uh it's four packs that they raffle off and it's random so So it has nothing to do with what uh, your your win rate it has nothing to do with win rate which is fine i guess like it random i prefer random promos Versus uh, like win rate promos, I think that just cause some extra feel bads. But yeah, I I just don't like it. Like I not only do not all of the cards in the promo pack come with an alternate border. There's actually one card out of each pack that has an alternate border. Yeah, the rest are just standard cards that you could get out of a booster pack of whatever is in standard that yeah. season. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I don't know. It just feels cheap. Uh, yeah, I, I'd much rather have just a promo. Like the promo is not necessarily of any monetary value. It looks cool. Um, yeah, it's it looks fun great. to put them in like that opt promo from Dominaria. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. opt promo. That was awesome. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, and and there's like even Dovin's veto. I have a few of those kicking around. Those are really cool. And yeah, yeah it looks awesome, especially mm-hmm. like the Azorius colors with that like silvery gray border. Like it yeah. looks awesome. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just not a big fan of that. That, that change. Yeah, that change. Yeah. You know, do I've, the promo packs have a certain rarity that you're going to be getting every single time? Yeah, like so th- standard showdown. Yeah, 
Yeah, so there's, there's uh, in a pack, there's four cards. There's a basic land with a little promo stamp on it. Right. Uh, there's It's the a, Planeswalker symbol, right? But the art's yeah, the same. Yeah, it's like right under, at the bottom right corner of the art. Right. Uh, there's a but the little, art's still one from yeah, a set, it's right? Still, like, still yeah. like a, a basic land from any standard set. Whoop-de-doo. So they're yeah. just defacing a, a card. <laughs> Essentially, <laughs> with, a, with a stamp. Uh, and then there's one either rare or mythic. Uh, with the same just promo stamp. Sure. Um, not necessarily alternate art or alternate border or anything like that. Okay. Uh, then there's going to be one alternate border card, like uncommon. I, I don't even know if there would be rare. I think more often than not, the ones that I've received, I think I've won two of them so far, and they've just been uncommon alternate border. Uh, and then one other random card. Yeah. Just completely random. Yeah, from that uh, standard season. Oh, so it can't be from Innistrad. No, no. Uh, so, like, the last one, I actually... Oh, I, I want a Snapcaster. I won one the other day, and uh, I actually opened a Carnage Tyrant. Cool. Uh, which, yeah, cool. I mean, he's Basically rotating the yeah, lot you know. next week. Yeah, he's like six months ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, he's not of much monetary value now, but, yeah. uh, of course, he is still technically part of the standard season. So, yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay, well, the thing that I wanted to mention is the um, the new judge foils that were just spoiled. Uh, so it's like Chalice of the Void, Reflecting Pool, Eureka the Tiger Shadow, and Monastery Mentor. And they all have new art except uh, Eureka. But it's, it's always fun to be able to get um, uh, a card that's never been printed in foil in foil, which is what they're doing with Eureka. But, you know, Chalice of the Void, Modern Staple... Yeah, what does that card look like? It's got like um can you pass that to Eric? Yeah. Oh, and that's Seb McKinnon too. Yeah, yeah. Oh what? Yeah. Yo. And you can just flip it um to that see to see the other art. Yeah, like the reflecting I pool. I love this chalice. The reflecting yeah. pool has it's like a it's oh, like an energy got, field and like a bunch of hedrons around. Yeah, it's got it. the Zendikar hedrons. Yeah, that looks really cool. And Monastery Mentor also looks cool. I kinda of prefer the original art, but it yeah. still looks it but still looks kinda of neat. I, I yeah. kinda of like how um like a the, the other monks, the prowess monks, are, are kind of sitting yeah, praying yeah, with them kind of thing. Yeah. It's kind of, that kind of makes them like appear more like as Dijin compared yeah. to like a, a monk, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You see like a bunch of mountains and they're just like floating above them. Yeah. So I think those are all like really cool judge chalice, you know, like those are so yeah, much. Like those are going <laughs> to, yeah. those are going to get into the open market and they're going to be valuable but like reflecting pool is not a very expensive card. I mean, no. the, the, the original, well, um, I don't Are there old border foils of Reflecting Pool? I know it was originally printed in Tempest. I want to say no. But, uh, you know, it's like, you know, it's like I think a t- Reflecting Pool will be quite affordable. And it, uh, Eureka will probably be, yeah, I mean, Eureka is just like Commander. It's, yeah. It's yeah. the only place that sees play. Uh, and Monastery Mentor is quite a valuable card currently. Uh, yeah, Mentor just yeah. went up because uh, Blue-White Control is running Mentor now. So. Exactly. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, so I just wanted to mention that. I think those are some pretty sweet judge promos. Those are going to get into the open market, and you know you can pick those up if you can afford them. Um, yeah, just just a fun little group of promos. I think I'd rather have that chalice than the uh, invention. Yeah, honest, yeah, honestly, anything that Seb McKinnon Seven, yeah. touches yeah. is like <laughs> yeah. gold. He's a King Midas. Yes. Yeah, yeah. it's so good. Yes. Like, Oh man, I think I think one of my favorite 
pieces he did was uh, Deliver Unto Evil from uh, yes. War. Yes, That was just, mm-hmm. like, yeah. incredible. Yes. Yeah. yeah, we talked about that one just because of the art. Yeah, it was yeah. so good. That's right. So good. Okay, well, today on the show, we're going to be covering green, gold, and colorless cards from Throne of Eldraine. So buckle up because uh, we're getting right into it. Okay? You going to buckle up, Riley? <laughs> I'm, I'm, You're not I'm buckling strapped up. in. Okay. Come on. I didn't say, okay, you can strap Sh- in. Shape too. up or ship up. That's right. That's what I said. That's what I said. Okay, so the first <laughs> green mythic we're going to talk about is Questing Beast. Uh, this guy looks mad. Texting Beast. How much text can you get on a card? Nice. Oh, yeah. Got him. Okay, so it's two and two green for a 4-4 legendary creature, Beast. Vigilance, Death Touch, Haste. Questing Beast can't be blocked by creatures with power two or less. Combat damage that would be dealt by creatures you control can't be prevented. Whenever Questing Beast deals combat damage to an opponent, it deals that much damage to target Planeswalker. That player controls finally an answer to Constant Mists. Yeah, yeah, finally. Yeah. There we go. In fact, you can run Constant Mists in this commander deck. Yes. You can do a Fog Tribal Commander. That's right. Yeah, just <laughs> one-sided fogs. <laughs> yeah, all your damage gets through. Yeah, there you go. And your creatures are safe. Yeah. This creature's so good. It looks great. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I don't necessarily think you would see playing Commander unless somebody is like in your meta playing Fogs all the time and you just need an answer to that. Yeah, but um, you just wouldn't invite them anymore, right? Yeah, just you're probably at the point where you just don't invite yeah. them. <laughs> I'm not saying <laughs> do that, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, but um, I don't necessarily see it being played in Commander, but in Standard, this looks insane. Like, this is an answer to Teferi, which is what I've always wanted. That's right. That's all you ever wanted. <laughs> that's all I've ever wanted. Hit them, hit Teferi. That's, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, Mono Green Stompy is going to be having a resurgence, I think, with uh, this set. So yeah. I'm pumped. I was like playing some Mono Green Stompy. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a few others in here that I think could fit into that deck. I think we'll be talking about them. Yeah, for sure. Okay. <laughs> Next mythic is the Great Henge. It's seven and two green for a legendary artifact. This spell costs X less to cast, where X is the greatest power among creatures you control. Whew. Okay. Tap, add two green. You gain two life. There's more. Whenever a non-token creature enters the battlefield under your control, put a plus one, plus one counter on it and draw a card. This card is so good. It is so (laughs) freaking good. This is like easy included commander. Oh, yeah. This No, this I think this is like a green uh, commander staple. Yeah, Yeah. totally. This this card is insane. It's so good. Everything you want to do. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Cares about the power you have to make it cheaper, Mm -hmm. ramps you, gains you life, Draws you cards, makes your creatures bigger threats. It's perfect. Like it's just perfect. <laughs> it just does so yeah. much. <laughs> so yeah, I love it. Oh man, there's no downside. All yeah. right, next card. There's no downside. There you go. Why is it called a henge though? It looks like a tree. What so, is what is a henge? A henge is like you know when someone has like a, oh that's a hedge. That's a yeah that's Never a hedge. <laughs> okay, all right. I know, I know in in the story itself that is a portal. Okay. Oh cool. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so each each um, uh, camera is like each guild essentially, if you want to think of it that way. Each color uh, has a specific artifact, and this is green's artifact, of course. But they all have different abilities. So like the cauldron of eternity or whatever it's called. That's uh, what it's called. That's that's the one that breaks Garrick's curse because he falls in. Cool. Nice. Yep. Yes. Okay, I love the lore. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, we're moving on to rares. 
First one here is Gilded Goose. It's Goose one. Is loose. That's right. <laughs> it's a one green for a zero two <laughs> bird with flying. When Gilded Goose enters the battlefield, create a food token. You can pay one in a green, tap Gilded Goose to create a food token, and you can tap, sacrifice a food, add one mana of any color to your mana pool. So this is like a worse uh, a Bird's Paradise. Uh, it's like, like way worse. Way worse. <laughs> it, well, it's, it's it, not way it's worse. Like it's like a one it's, shot. It's, it, it, it takes yeah. you two yeah. turns to yeah. yeah make a mana every time. Well, no, because it, it enters, Minus you get the food, and then the next turn you can tap it for the mana. Yeah, but then the turn after... Yes, you do. It's it is yeah. a. It's, it's like a one shot Birds of Paradise. Um, one thing to he said it was worse. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, Oko. So the Planeswalker Oko, which right. I'm sure we'll cover. Yes. Um, he creates food tokens, and he's a three drop. So you could ramp into him. So I, there could be a standard deck coming in, uh, in this new meta that yeah. could see the Gilded Goose and Oko paired together pretty well. Okay. Yeah. Um, sure. And also, I do really love the art on this card. I too. think I think Gilded Goose is better late game in Commander than Birds of Paradise because if you're drawing Birds of Paradise, oh, you don't want Birds of Paradise. Oh, yeah, totally. Exactly. So totally it's agree. a little bit more relevant in yeah, the late game. Yeah, totally. I yeah, definitely. Yeah. You're right. When you're right, you're right. What do you think, Eric? I guess so. <laughs> well, I, if, if I'm drawing this or birds, I don't care. I don't think this I gives mean, it's an not, upside late game in yeah, Commander. A one drop in Commander, me one turn is still good. I think. Yeah. Not great, but good. <laughs> okay, next rare on the list is Once Upon a Time. It's one in a green for an instant. If this spell is the first spell you've cast this game, you may cast it without paying its mana cost. Look at the top five cards of your library. You may reveal a creature or land card from among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. I would keep this card, uh, or I would keep a one land hand if this card was in it. Hands down, because you just get to play yeah. this for free. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd see that. I mean, you could totally whiff. You could. But, but I'd still keep it. Going five deep, like, you should be hitting something. Yeah, I would yeah, If you so. built your Either deck way, right. You know, if you, <laughs> if you go five deep and you don't hit a land uh, on the first turn, then, like, you should probably just scoop and go home. Like, <laughs> and don't come back, <laughs> yeah, right? Come back. <laughs> Sell your cards, give up. Like, you know what, Riley? You're having a really bad influence on us. Okay? <laughs> no. I didn't know that. I, I guess, like, I'm not as high on this card as, as some other folks are. I, I could definitely see it being a little bit more broken in, like, creature combo decks in modern. Uh, but in standard, I don't necessarily know if this is going to see play. Just Can't you cast this uh, on your opponent? Sorry. Sorry. Mm -hmm. you, you can continue. I interrupted yeah. you. Yeah, you could cast. It's an instant, so you could cast it. Like, it meets the clause, right? On, on your opponent's turn, you can right. cast it. Right. On your turn zero, yep. right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, um, like, keep in mind, uh, we just came from a format in Dominaria where Adventurous Impulse was a thing, but that didn't see play. I mean, it only dug three deep, but it was the same effect. Yeah. yeah. Right? You're right. Uh, so I still saw, like, some play. Like, I think, like, Creature Green. Like... I don't think it was great, though. Like, I mean, Digging 5 is a lot different than Digging 3. Yeah. But at the same time, it's just, it's like a Creature Impulse. Right? Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I just think you know it's like man like ancient stirrings you know yep. it's never let me down yeah, so yeah. like five deep is just would you play it in commander I wouldn't play it in commander but yeah. only because it's a hundred card deck and I'm relying like if I if it's, I have four of in a yeah. deck 
right? Like I have a much better chance of drawing in my opening yeah. card. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it, yeah, it's it's first ability where you can cast it for free. That's awesome. They're like a free card that gets gets you a land or a creature. But why not? Yeah. Um, yeah. And like Ancient Stirrings is only good if you have a deck that's green and you have an abundance of colorless cards. Um, but if that's like, I'd almost rather run Ancient Stirrings because it's one green. You yeah. Know, this is one and a green. I mean, it's instant, so that's better. Like if Ancient Stirrings was instant speed, that would be Yeah, and amazing. Ancient Stirrings can grab you Karn too. Or Ugin, right? Yeah. This, this yeah. can't grab you either. Or a Tron Land. Or a Tron Land. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or a Chromatic Star. I've been there. Let me yeah. tell you. Because <laughs> this goes five deep, I think it could pop up in standard, but uh, I guess we'll we'll find out. Yeah. Yeah, you guys will. Until yeah. Wizards <laughs> lets me play Arena, I'm yeah. not going to find out. All right. The next rare is Lovestruck Beast. And this is an adventure card. So the adventure side is Heart's Desire. It's one green for a sorcery. Create a 1-1 one, one white human creature token. And the creature side is two and a green for a beast noble. Lovestruck beast can't attack unless you control a 1-1 one, one creature. And it's a 5-5. Five, five. I really like this card for the flavor, right? Yeah. It's Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Um, but... It's also really great because it's a three mana five five. Mm -hmm. That's and you know it's giving you the one one, to you know to meet that stipulation. Yeah, yeah. And there's a few things in this set that care about how much power you have on the battlefield. That's right. Yeah. So that could be relevant, um, and even then, like turn one, getting a one one, drawing a three mana five five. Mm -hmm. Why not? Yeah. Totally. It's good. Yeah. Okay, the next rare is Return of the Wild Speaker. It's four and a green for an instant. Choose one, draw cards equal to the greatest power among non-human creatures you control, like Lovestruck Beast. Non-human creatures you control get plus three plus three until end of turn. Uh, so the curse is broken. That's right. There it is. Um, yeah, drawing cards at instant speed, very powerful. He looks so happy. Yeah, he looks great. Yeah. Huh? I'm so glad he's back. Yeah, yeah it's, it feels pretty good, especially just like watching the video and then having this card here. Yeah, it's good that, stuff. yeah, that was a great that was a great trailer. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know about this card in in standard, but I think this is a great commander card oh, just yeah. for that instant speed. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, drawability. You know. Yeah. You're gonna be drawing cards, a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, and you can surprise people out of nowhere with that uh, anthem effect. Totally. Yeah. yeah. No, that's that's definitely relevant. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I really like how much this set is, you know, like non-human. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like this card a lot. Okay. Next rare up. What do we have, Eric? Let's get to these green stompy stuff. Yeah. Feasting Troll King is two of anything and four <laughs> green. It's a 7-6 for 6 mana. Vigilance Trample. When Feasting Troll King enters the battlefield, if you cast it from your hand, create 3 food tokens, sacrifice 3 foods, return Feasting Troll King from your graveyard to the battlefield. Activates this only during your turn. Yeah, that's too bad that you have to cast it from your hand, hey? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like in Mono Green where we're ramping and playing big stuff, we're then going to have a 7-6, which we can just return to the battlefield at some yeah. point from our graveyard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks great. Uh, yeah. My question to you, Eric, is would you play this or would you play the cat? <laughs> I'm going to play this. You're going to play this? Yeah. Over the cat? Over the cat. But you could sacrifice the food that it makes to the cat. And drain, I could. Drain for one. I could. <laughs> but... 
Some other cards that make foods work well with the cat. This card is mono green. It is not black when you're playing this card. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Four green pips. That's uh. That's that's pretty steep. Uh, uh, but I think yeah, there's definitely going to be some monocolor matters uh, stuff happening in standard. I imagine. Oh, we got Theros coming up. Yeah, with Theros so. coming up, Devotion's likely coming back too, right? I don't know if they want to have such a like a homogenized standard again. Mm-hmm. Like that was a very, um, that was a very narrow standard environment. Well, I mean, it's it's going to be like monocolor versus multicolor with guilds, right? Guilds still being in the standard format. Yeah, no, so you're right. There's a bit of both. Uh, I could I could see it going either way. Monocolored matters would also look really great on a shirt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that comes a, up a fair bit on a the show. A little bit, yeah. What would look good on a shirt? Yeah. Do you have a, a list of shirts? I got a list. Yeah. Got a list. <laughs> Can't take any. Can't take any. Okay, so next up we have... Uh, oh, this, this is a good one. Yeah, Steelbane Hydra. So it's X and two greens for a turtle Hydra. Um, the Steelbane Hydra enters the <laughs> battlefield with X one one counters on it. You can pay three to remove a counter from the Steelbane Hydra to destroy target artifact or enchantment. And you can just keep doing that. You can keep doing that. Oh yeah, this is this, you got this guy's from Brawl, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, eh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, you yeah, betcha. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Let's go to, down to Hordens. <laughs> <laughs> It's fine. We're Canadian. <laughs> Can you get me a crawler, eh? <laughs> uh, yeah. This, no. Any anytime you can just like repeat, l- repeatedly use an ability like this is is very powerful. Yeah, I think he's gonna be so good in Commander. Mm-hmm. Oh to yeah. Get rid of all like the artifacts and champs you don't want there. Yeah. And yeah. like the, now that we have uh, that that Hydra from Core Twenty Twenty, that uh, that legendary Hydra that reduces the cost. Oh yeah. Like that's that's like a, a bunch of tribal Hydra decks been popping up. I've seen mm-hmm. a couple at Fusion already. And I mean, Turtle Hydra. Do you think we could get there on, on a Turtle Tribe? Well, we have um, what's what's that card from Modern Horizons, the Changeling Commander? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah more fun. More fun, yeah. yeah. I, I actually if lost... if there are enough turtles, like I, I lost... we can do it. <laughs> I lost to a Frog Tribal. Morophon deck. It was uh, kudos oh, wow. to that guy. <laughs> it was pretty spicy. <laughs> that sounds sweet. He's, he was going deep for sure. Yeah, I bet he was. <laughs> I bet he was. Yeah, teenage mutant ninja turtle tribal. Oh yeah, I like it. That'd be great. Yeah. Have some ninjas and turtles. That'd yeah. Be great. Oh, that has to happen. <laughs> yeah, we can go back to Kamigawa, but with turtles. There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got the turtles in time music playing. There you go. Oh yeah. Be Big thing. Apple, 3 a.m. Yes! <laughs> I say that all the time at work and everyone looks at me weird. <laughs> that means what? we're getting old. Yeah. <laughs> all right, what is uh, the next rare we got here? We got a Thorn Mammoth. It's five of anything and two green for a 6-6 six, six with Trample. Whenever Thorn Mammoth or another oh, creature yeah. enters the battlefield under your control, Thorn Mammoth fights up to one target creature you don't control. This thing was legit in that brawl format. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, like it's when, really good. Yeah, when, when it was on arena, like that thing was premium removal. It was great. Removal on a stick. Yeah, yeah. I there's no downside to this card. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I love it. They should have given it death touch. Should have made it a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a turtle mammoth. Yeah, turtle, turtle mammoth. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the now extinct species of turtle mammoths. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think this card is just super good for Commander. Um, again, like even with the last card, like getting up to like six and seven mana in standard is 
it definitely does happen. Um, but you really have to deck has to be tuned in a very particular way. Yeah, but in Commander and this and especially in Green, like there's so many ways to I oh mean, yeah ramp, but also cheat creatures out ahead of ahead of curve. So. Um, and then you're just keeping other creatures off board, right? Every time you bring a creature in. So it's a very... So, uh, yeah, a, a fight, I think, is a very... Uh, I think it's kind of underplayed, and it's very, very powerful. Yeah, <clears throat> and it's And it's green's creature removal, That's right? how they do it. Unless you play in Beast Within, you know, or the Great Aurora. Don't... I mean, play, you can play the Great Aurora, but, like, <laughs> you know, know, know which deck to put in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Team Rex. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, so next up, we have the Wildborn Preserver. So this is one of anything in a green for a 2-2 Elf Archer. It has Flash and Reach. Whenever another non-human creature enters the battlefield under your control, you may pay X. When you do, put X 1-1 counters on Wildborn Preserver. Another Flash creature for the Flash deck. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. especially since... Everything in the flash deck is non-human. Yep. You got spirits. You got merfolk. You've got uh, elves. A wolf. You've got wizards. The the wolf thing. You've got wolves. Yeah. yeah. There you go. And then like if you just throw in like a one one, you have like five mana, four more mana. This is now a six six. Who boy. And keep in mind, it pairs pretty well with the uh, the flash wolf. Um, What's the flash wolf? Uh, I think it's N- Nightpack Ambusher. Yeah, that's from Core Twenty Twenty. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. right, right. Because right. this yeah. cares about whenever a non non human creature enters the battlefield. So if you're just passing your turn and a, oh, and a wolf enters that's the battlefield, a, yeah, then you can just spend mana. Whoa! <laughs> there you go. Make a make a big stupid uh, elf. Yeah, that's super. This fits right in there. Yeah. That deck's gonna get real good. Yeah, it seems legit. Sweet. Okay. Uh, One last green rare. Yeah. We have Yorvo, Lord of Garenbrig. Garenbrig, I don't know. But he's a giant for three green. Uh, Yorvo, Lord of Garenbrig, enters the battlefield with four plus one plus one counters on it. So he's a, th- he's a three mana four four. Yeah. Nice. Whenever another green creature enters the battlefield under your control, put a one one counter on Yorvo. Then if that creature's power is greater than Yorvo's power, put another counter on Yorvo. Oh, that's like evolve, but... Actually, like, a little bit better. Yeah, a little yeah. bit better. Yeah. Because <laughs> it cares about it entering and if its power is greater. Yeah. So it's this guy's going right in that green stompy deck for standard. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's just missing trample, but other yeah, than that. yeah, <laughs> it's just a big stupid. You just would have had to like lower the font one, like one, and then put in trample. Yeah, would have fit. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, three mana four four is pretty good. I I think I actually like this a little bit better than Love Struck Beast. Hmm. I mean, they might even pair well, well together. They could pair well together because yeah, you get in the on turn four, you can make two bodies with Love Struck Beast and trigger Yorvo like three times. Yeah. There you go. Nice. Yes. And well, it's going to care about the... Uh, <laughs> he only gets triggered twice, I think, because the 1-1 one, one enters. The 1-1 one, one enters, so it triggers his ability. It doesn't have greater power, so it doesn't trigger it a second time. But then the Lovestruck Beast enters... It doesn't have five, greater five, power as a 5-5. Five, five. He's 5 now. But you can put the Lovestruck Beast in first. Oh, wait, no, you can't. You can't. Yeah. You can't get okay. the 1-1 one, one, then. Bit of a non then. <laughs> <laughs> but you can trigger it twice. <laughs> <laughs> it's still good. Yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> Okay, so let's move on to the uncommons. First up, we have Flaxen Intruder. It's 
And uh, it's an adventure card. So uh, the adventure part is Welcome Home. It's five and two green for a sorcery. Create three two two green bear creature tokens. And the creature part is a one green for a human berserker. Whenever Flaxen Intruder deals combat damage to a player, you may sacrifice it. When you do, destroy target artifact or enchantment. And uh, she's a one two. Yeah, I really like this for limited. I really like this for the flavor, right? It's it's Goldilocks. Oh, okay, yeah. 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 The middle blade was just right. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in limited, like, usually I wouldn't care for a one-two for one uh, with, like, slight upside. But the fact that late game, you can dump seven mana into this thing, get three bodies, and uh, at eight mana, you get four bodies. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it seems legit. And plus there's an artifact enchantment theme going around. Yeah, exactly. So it might actually be relevant. Yeah. You have to deal the combat damage, which is a little, might be yeah. difficult, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. We All right. Agree on that. Okay, so next uncommon is... Um, the Beanstalk Giant. That's right. Ooh, yeah, more giants. So uh, this one has an adventure. Two of anything in a green. Search your library for a basic land card, put it on the battlefield, then shuffle your library so it's not tapped. Correct. And then for seven mana, uh, you get a beanstalk giant, and its power and toughness is equal to the number of lands you control. Oh, I didn't even realize that it wasn't tapped. Yeah. Yeah. That's... that's mm-hmm. So it's... Mm. It's, <laughs> it's like a pseudo-rampant growth. Yeah. And then you get a big beater in the end. Yeah, I think it's great. This is going to be awesome, especially if there's like a multicolored deck that you want to throw together in limited, or if there's um, even just if you want to just ramp into your big stupid creatures in limited. Like this thing's great. It's a yeah. big stupid creature himself. So ramp into himself. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <clears throat> So the next uncommon we have is um, a card I actually forgot to put on my list, but uh, yeah, yeah, go nuts. Uh, so next up we have the Kenrith's Transformation. So it's one of anything in green, uh, enchant creature. Uh, when Kenrith's Transformation enters the battlefield, draw a card, so it replaces itself. That's nice. Uh, and then the enchanted creature loses all abilities and is a green elk creature with base power and toughness 3-3. Three, three. So it's like Frogify, but better because it replaces itself. Yeah. Yeah. And it's in green. It is, and, a, it's and it's also it is a three three. But yeah. I mean, in commander, that's probably not too relevant. Yeah, and it also does have the it does have like the game day promo art. But you know, we're not getting game day promos anymore. So unfortunately, that's too bad. Well, some of us might be. Yeah, but that's randomly decided. Yeah, no, oh, gosh, gotcha. <laughs> great. Yeah. And the packs are random too. It's like, hey, can we do it based on merit? They're like, no, no. <laughs> you win prizes for that. <laughs> yeah, I think this is a great. Card. Just because it replaces itself, it's just like great green removal, you know, like we're not going to get destroy target creature um, in green, but yeah, this is... We can get something like that, transform it. Yeah. no, You're I an elk it's, now. I, yeah, I think this is an awesome card. And Enchantress, you're getting all the value off of it, right? You're controlling Ooh, that yeah. enchantment, so I like this card a lot. Mm-hmm. One last uncommon in green before we move on. Uh, we have Once and Future, so it's uh, three of anything and a green for an instant. Uh, return target card from your graveyard to your hand. Put up to one other target card from your graveyard on top of your library. You do have to exile once in future. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, we have Adamant they coming back. So if at least three green was spent on it, you get both those cards back to your hand. Nice. Yeah. It's 
kind of like a a, uh, a double regrowth. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much for double the mana. Yeah. Yeah. Spicy. Well, that's spicy. That's very good. That's no. That's <laughs> like that's that's like adequate for you know. It's like if you well, had double regrowth. the value is yeah. Right. And in commander, you know, like what do we want? Gonna be a little more more singleton format. We want (laughs) we want more regrowths, but you know we want um, you know we want repeatable effects, right, of the same thing, which we we don't often get because we're in a singleton format. Yeah. So something like this is is awesome. Yeah. If you're jamming powerful cards, reusing those powerful cards is gonna be good. Mm -hmm. And if you have regrowth in your deck, just replace it with once in future. Well, maybe run both. No, I'd 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 sooner run regrowth over this. Honestly, I I, I like the fact that regrowth is two mana. Like it's just so efficient. But if you're in green, you're ramping a lot. Yeah. No, I I, I would like I would run both both. rather than just cutting regrowth. Regrowth? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Just because it's all about keeping that curve down. Yeah. Uh yeah, regrowth is just so efficient. I I I'd sooner play regrowth over this, but I would I would definitely play it in ten. I would sooner play regrowth than have you on this show again. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I already (laughs) run regrowth in all my decks. Don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's uh we're moving on to gold cards here. And we're gonna start with mythics like we always do. And uh, first up, we have Oko, Thief of Crowns. He is a uh, four loyalty legendary planeswalker. He costs one green and a blue, and his plus one ability is create a food token. His uh, uh, or plus two is create a food token. Yeah. Plus one, target artifact or creature loses all abilities and becomes a green elk creature with base power and toughness three three. And his minus five is exchange control of target artifact or creature you control and target creature and opponent controls with power three or less. Wow, that's like a real garbage um, uh, Gilded Drake. Sure right? is. Because Gilded Drake is just one in a blue. Yeah. And you get any creature. Yeah. This is probably one of the worst like ultimate abilities on a Planeswalker I've seen. Well, uh, I don't know. I, <laughs> in, okay, don't get me wrong. In Commander, I don't see this scene play. No, um, of course like, not. The hand standard. <laughs> in a standard, it, it, it might see play. Like uh, The card that, itself could see play, but I'm just saying that you're not going to be using that ultimate ability. Like, that ability the, itself is... Well, the fact that you could... Because you, you, can, down, do it on the, you can do it on the second turn, it's yeah. in play, right? Yeah, the second turn, you can minus five, and it's still at one loyalty. Mm-hmm. So, but it's under three power. Yeah, but you're giving them a food token. <laughs> and taking whatever relevant creature they have. That's right? fair. Yeah. And with all the sack, uh, the sack abilities that are that care about food tokens, like I think you yeah. can get value from that. And for plus one, you can turn it to fairy into an elk. That's right. No, it's target artifact or creature. Ah, sorry. Man, you gotta relax <laughs> about turning to fairy thing. Holy. <laughs> but you could probably steal their elk and beat them down with it. Beat, beat down the Teferi. Beat down the Teferi with their elk. There you go. Hey, yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's how we're getting yes. there. Don't take their elk. Take something better. <laughs> you can't take something better. It's yeah, part of three if, or less. If they're, yeah, you can't do it. If they're playing uh, Azorius Control with like only Teferi and no creatures, like you're probably going yeah, to have to turn the, something into elk. an elk. Fair enough. <laughs> and beat them down with it. <laughs> Okay, well, yeah, this, you know, I don't love it either, okay? So it just bounces it to their hand. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, so next up we have... <laughs> we've got Garrick oh. Cursed Huntsman. He is a uh, five loyalty planeswalker for four, a black and a green for a, a legendary planeswalker. Uh, his zero ability is create two 
2-2 black and green wolf creature tokens with when this creature dies, put a loyalty counter on each Garrick you control. So Garrick, Planeswalker, Tribal. His minus three is destroy target creature, draw a card. And his minus six is you get an emblem with creatures you control, get plus three, plus three, and have trample. Now this is a freaking good card. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he's he's doing work. Doing yeah. a lot of work. Yeah. You don't even need the Garrick tri- or Tribal because, um, like, you're creating all both those wolf tokens yeah. for blockers or whatever you need them for. Or you can and sacrifice them, right? You're in black. Yeah, he reminds me a lot of Elspeth. Like, when her plus ability makes three... Three yeah. Yeah. soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, making two, two so good. <laughs> is really relevant. Like, just being able to chump and, and gain loyalty from chumping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And then next turn... What now? Now you have this emblem that all your creatures are relevant for the rest of the game. Like, that's pretty powerful. Yeah, your one ones are four fours and have trample. Yeah, there you go. That's awesome. Your elks are six sixes. <laughs> your elks that you stole. Yeah, yeah. there you yeah. go. There I you turned go. it into an elk and then I took it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So now we have Saltai because we have Oko and Garrick. There we go. There you go. Mm-hmm. And story wise, that that works very well because Oko is uh, brainwashed Garrick. Oh really? Yeah. He's, uh, he calls him dog, and he's his dog. Wow, that's disrespectful. Yeah. I mean, don't worry, Garrick uh, he, gets he, his curse. Yeah, broken. he breaks the curse. Yeah. yeah. So it's a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> Fairy tale. <laughs> okay, next up we have the Royal Scions. It's, um, they, well, they uh, are a five loyalty planeswalkers for one, a blue, and a red. Their plus one is draw a card, then discard a card. Their other plus one is target creature gets plus two plus zero and gains first strike and trample until end of turn. And their minus eight is draw four cards. When you do, the Royal Scions deal damage to any target equal to the number of cards in your hand. So I'm always a fan of, of a looting ability. I think that they're there. It's it's always good, right? Like you, it's card selection. It's better than rummaging. But I don't really like these this Planeswalker. I think it, they're kind of trash. Yeah, I don't know. Um... Like, yeah, the looting ability is good, but otherwise it doesn't really protect itself. and Which is what you want yeah. with any Planeswalker. And plus, like, Narset. So, like, that makes me sad. Yeah. Because Narset just shuts them down pretty much entirely. <laughs> you do get a five loyalty Planeswalker for three mana and a to six. Yeah, that's relevant. It's, it's a beefy Planeswalker. And there is an enchantment that uh, I think is on the list that cares about drawing a second card and creates a fairy. So mm-hmm. with those fairy tokens, you can turn them into 3-1 flyers with first strike, and that might be relevant. Yeah, so it's like if you have both those cards on the field and you draw them both and play them both in the right order, they, like I you guess, can get it, you get it to work. <laughs> <laughs> they synergize well together, but I don't know if that's going to be a thing. Yeah, but they are both they are both is it cards, so yeah. like it does. Yeah. They do yeah, I'm wondering together. if like this works with like a Phoenix deck. Yeah, I don't know. It seems a little slow for Phoenix, especially since it like casting the Scions doesn't, doesn't get you. trigger Phoenix. Yeah, because Phoenix just cares about instants and sorceries, yeah. right? But this does loot you through the deck to find those cards. Yeah, but instants and sorceries also loot you through the deck to find those cards too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, next card uh, I wanted to talk about this. This is the uh, Planeswalker. 
deck, uh, Planeswalker for the Simic deck, the Oko deck. So it's Oko the Trickster. It's four, a green and a blue for a four loyalty Planeswalker. Not a great rate. Plus one, put two 1-1 one, one counters, plus one plus one counters on up to one target creature you control. Zero ability is until end of turn, Oko the Trickster becomes a copy of target creature you control, prevent all damage that will be dealt to him this turn. And his minus seven is until end of turn, each creature you control has base, power, and toughness, 10-10, and gains trample. So I just I, I just like this card for the ultimate. You know, it's going to be difficult to get there, but if you have a creature on the battlefield, you know, you want to have a creature on the battlefield so that you can activate that first ability. You don't need one, but you want to obviously want to have a way to protect him. But, you know, if you've got a bunch of little like weenies on the battlefield, you turn them into 10-10s, you know, you're probably going to win that game. Yeah, if you have Dublin Season out, he ultimates right away. You could probably say that about a lot of Planeswalkers. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> it, like six mana, you just win the game, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as long as you have the, you know, appropriate... Like a bunch of dorks, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like, and it like you know, like Edric with Dublin Season. That seems like a stretch, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you could probably just win... The regular way. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like, outside of its ultimate, I'm not... No, of yeah, course not. It seems no, pretty janky. No, I know that. But that's exactly yeah. what you'd expect from yes. a Planeswalker deck, so... Yeah, they're not great. Um, okay, so the next... Um, this is a Mythic still, yeah. Uh, so uh, this one is Outlaw's Merriment. It's one, a red, and two white for an enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, choose one at random. Create a red and white creature token with those characteristics. So you could create a 3-1 human warrior with trample and haste, or a 2-1 human cleric with lifelink and haste, or a 1-2 human rogue with haste, and when this creature enters the battlefield, it deals one damage to any target. Uh, so, you know, I think this is just a fun card. Obviously, in like a, a token deck, this is just going to give you value. But I think even limited, like this, you know, not even late game because it's four mana. Like this could just give you continuous value. Yeah, it is a mythic though. You're yeah. probably not going to see it too often. Probably not, no. And it is a gold card yeah. too, so you're not going to necessarily pick it, you yeah. know. Um, standard. Teferi bounces it. Yeah, I'm not really into do nothing enchantments when they enter the battlefield. Right. So. Right. Yeah. It, is a, it would be it would be much better if it was end step. Yeah. Right. Yeah. End step trigger. Yeah. Something like that. <clears throat> but then the haste wouldn't be relevant. Hey. When you're, when you're right, you're right. <laughs> unless unless they created creatures that could attack on your opponent's turn. That's digging deep. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it it is. Um. Eric, there was a couple of mythics you wanted to talk about, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, they're basically like the brawl deck commanders. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Oh, no. It's okay. It's it's a can. <laughs> um, so the first one is Alayla, the Artful Provocateur. So it's one of anything. Uh, and then Esper colors, so white, blue, black for a 2-3 flying, death touch, lifelink, fairy warlock. Other creatures you control flying get plus one plus zero. Oh. Whenever you cast an artifact or enchantment spell, create a 1-1 one, one blue fairy creature token with flying. Just a lot of value. All the stuff in the air. Yeah. She was a lot of fun to play. I, I think she was, like, 
my pet favorite deck when they released Brawl. Yeah, this I, one was a lot of fun to play. Also, like, I could see it being, like, an Esper flying deck in Standard as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. All these cards are standard legal. But in Commander, like, you're winning with just the fairies in the air that are getting the Anthem effect? Pretty much. You're just yeah. dumping a bunch of cheap cantripping artifacts and artifacts that have relevant abilities and, and just, like, beating down with a bunch of dorks. Yeah. Flying dorks. I don't think it's a good strategy. It was relevant. Like, it, like keep in mind, Brawl is 1v1. No, I'm saying 20. Commander. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, it's not... Yeah, I'm sure there's some broken things you could do to barf out some creatures, but in Esper, I don't think you're getting much haste. No. Yeah. I don't think so. No. You can, like, you know, the the, the best you can probably do is pseudo-haste where you're creating the creatures on other people's turns, right? On yeah. The end step before your turn. Yeah, give, give your non... Non-creature spells flash or something like that. Cast a bunch of artifacts. And... Yeah, like Vidalcanore or Leyland of Anticipation. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last one, the one that I liked the most from the brawls was uh, Korvold, Fey Cursed King. Uh, it's Does a that dragon. mean he's cursed by fairies? He was turned into a dragon at his feast. But he was a man before? Yeah, he was a king. Yikes. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I don't know if he's, I'd be too choked if he's, I got uh, turned into a dragon. He's eating his guests. Hey, yeah, he is. Look at that. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Flavor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, if you're a dragon, you're just a dragon. Like, I don't know. You're still, like... Dragons gotta eat, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> but you're still, like, a... Um, you're still a sentient creature as a dragon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, I'd, I don't think I'd be... I mean, I'd be more choked if I was, like, a fruit fly. As an example. (laughs) A a, a man turning into a dragon at a feast, he's probably already hungry, and then just becoming that much bigger, he's even hungrier, so he's got to eat something. You don't think he's like the same amount of hungry? I don't know. Does does the food scale up? I think it's subjective, right? Like It's just like, I'm the same amount of hungry, but I'm just bigger. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe, maybe he was always a cannibal, and now he's just... Able to... Well, he's not a cannibal now because he's a dragon. He's eating people. <laughs> that's, that's, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he just likes human flesh. <laughs> and now he's not a cannibal for it. Yeah. And, yeah, now it's socially acceptable for him to eat his guests. Yeah, and what dragon? are the cops going to do? He's a dragon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and whatever you're them. eating, you can no matter where you are, you can cook your food before eating it. There you go. That's right. Yeah. All right, well, well let's read that's... the card because I think we've <laughs> talked really enough good. about... <laughs> Podcast content. <laughs> Uh, so Corvold, Faker's King, two of anything, and Jund, so black, red, green. Flying 4-4, when Corvold enters the battlefield or attacks, sack another permanent. Whenever you sack a permanent, put a plus one plus one counter on Corvold and draw a card. Now this is a good card. Yeah. Yeah, I would even run this as a commander. Yeah, seems like a fun Jund commander. Yeah, very much, because no matter what you're sacrificing, it doesn't have to be from him. Even if you're just sacrificing stuff, he gets the plus one, plus one counters, and you're drawing cards for all that stuff being sacrificed. Let's yeah. throw that Gitrog monster yeah, I think right I was away. Just like, that's say, like, <laughs> yeah, it's like anytime I can play Gitrog, I feel, I feel happy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. God, he's good. Why did he have to be so good? <laughs> and like, even like Corvald could be a cool like Voltron commander too. Yeah, yeah. Know? And with like, um, with edict effects mm-hmm. to keep your opponent's boards clear. You know, I think it could be a lot of fun. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. And with the colors, you can still like create tokens and stuff, so you can be sacrificing token creatures. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you get a doubling season out, so you get extra counters. There, there you go. go. 
<laughs> and ultimate any planeswalker. I would, I would actually play. probably run hardened scales over doubling season. Yeah, in this I case. know. It's just a, it's a joke from before. <laughs> just sacrifice your hardened scales to his ability. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to some gold rares. So the first one I have here is Lockmere Serpent. It's for a blue and a black for a 7-7 Serpent with Flash. You can pay a blue, sacrifice an island. Lockmere Serpent can't be blocked this turn. You can pay a black, sacrifice a swamp. You gain one life and draw a card. Or you can pay a blue and a black, exile five target cards from an opponent's graveyard, return Lockmere Serpent from your graveyard to your hand, activate this ability only any time you could cast a sorcery. So it's kind of hard, like, it's not that it's hard to remove, but um, in Commander anyway, it could be very easy to get back, right? Because you're oh, playing yeah. with so many more graveyards. Yeah. Yeah, I, like, I'd, I'd be okay with, like, looting this into the bin and just, like, messing up somebody's graveyard. Yeah, totally. Exactly, yeah, that kind of removal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Commander might be fun. Uh, standard, yeah. I'd... Like, Teferi shuts down the flash and then bounces it. So. Yeah, and, and then to make it unblockable, like, you have to... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Because uh, Teferi is the only thing you see in standard. <laughs> He's the only thing I seem to play against, honestly. It's like, how can I kill Teferi today? And, you know, like, the, the activated abilities, like, their effects are very um, relevant and powerful, but you, you are losing lands. And, yeah. like, that's not all, you know, when you're doing that, you want to be doing that when you're about to swing for a lethal kind sure. of thing. Or when you don't care about lands anymore. Yeah. Um, so. Or then if you have ways of, you know, like a Crucible of Worlds or yeah, the Serpent. Yeah, then you don't care. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And just sw- swinging in for seven. Seven's mm-hmm. nothing to shy at. Absolutely not. No. Yeah. yeah. Okay, next up. We have um, Bloom Tender Reignited. <laughs> <laughs> Should have called it that. <laughs> it's uh, Fabro Elder. It's one, a green, and a white for a tree folk druid. It has vigilance. Fabro Elder gets plus one plus one for each color among permanents you control. And you can tap it for each color among permanents you control, add one mana of that color. <laughs> So any deck that you, um, and Riley and I were talking about this before uh, we recorded, any deck that you're running a Bloom Tender in, you can pretty much slot this into the deck because it's just um, an, another version of that. It's yeah. just a little harder to cast. <clears throat> yeah. Doesn't need to be running white. But in a five-color deck. Yeah, five-color. Right. Sure, Not, five. Yeah, any deck. Uh, yeah, I did say any deck. But in, you know, in any, like, you know, are you running Bloom Tender a deck that is less than three colors? You know no. what I mean? Three no, colors no. is usually the, mean, the minimum. Yeah. Yeah. But in a five-color deck, I mean, like, if I'm dropping a three-mana tree folk that can tap for five mana, like, that's pretty awesome. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Usually. No, this is this and, card's I mean, great. You can swing for five before he taps anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's only, yeah, and it's only a rare, you know? Like yeah. Like, it's, it's, yeah, like, the, yeah, this card... This is a great commander card. Yeah, and like if I open this in limited, I'd be happy with picking it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, looks well. It's also fun. a two-two for three mana, no matter what. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I mean yeah. it's, it's with not, vigilance. Not the, not the greatest rate, but yeah, at the very least, it's tapping for two mana. Yeah. So yeah, you can attack and then use the mana. Ramp. Yeah. 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 No, this card's really. I good. like it. Yeah. 
I'm gonna pick up a playset probably. Yeah. Try to get to fairy with it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the next uh, rare we have is Dance of the Mance. It's X, a white and a blue for a sorcery. Return up to up to X target artifact and or non-aura enchantment cards with converted mana cost X or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. If X is six or more, those permanents are four four creatures in addition to their other types. I love this card. Yeah. So like. I mean, we've, you know, cards like Open the Vault or Replenish, yeah. very, very powerful effects. Uh, especially Replenish. That's why it's, you know, like, like $60. 60 bucks, yeah. yeah. But this card... Well, also... It, yeah, Reserve List. Reserve list. reserve list. Reserve List. But, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, but this card not only does it get you back... All of, you know, like you've you've built your deck to, you know, be be an artifact and enchantment-centric deck, and you're bringing all those permanents back, but now they're also creatures, right? So, like, you're, you're really, it's, this is really getting you back in the game, plus you have a way to defend yourself, and you have a way to yeah. beat down players, yeah, uh, so like your opponents. It's yeah. kind of like an open the vaults mixed with a um, opalescence. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, one thing to note is it only gets non-aura enchantments, so if you're running a Voltron commander with auras, it's probably not the place for it. But uh, in just an Enchantress build that plays a lot of just global enchantments, then that's the place for it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. So next up, we have Escape to the Wilds. It's three, a red, and a green for a sorcery. Exile the top five cards of your library. You may play cards exiled this way until the end of your next turn, and you may play an additional land this turn. So this is like... Um, uh, it wasn't what it's not skewer the critics, but it's the other card. Um, light up the stage. Light up the stage, where you, you know, you had until your next turn to play those cards, which is a very it's you know it's almost like card draw. Yeah. Um, Just make sure you play those cards next turn. Right. Yeah, very much like a commune with lava, mm -hmm. except for five, not not one and one red and an X. Yeah. 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 That's um, if you miracle it. What. Commune with Lava? Commune with Lava was from Dragons of Tarkir. It's a, a red and an X, and exile the top X cards to your library. You can play them until the end of your next turn. But it doesn't have that you may play an additional land ability. Mm -hmm. No, it does not. That's nice. So uh, a correction on the Commune with Lava is actually uh, two red and X. But okay. it is an instant, so that much is nice. Exile the top X cards to your library until end of your next turn. You may play those cards. Hmm. But I do really like Escape of the Wilds because, I mean, exile five cards and get a land drop. That's pretty strong. Yeah. If one of them's a land, right? Yeah. Land. Like, I'm, again, like digging five deep, I'm sure you'll hit a land. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Yeah, you really don't. Dig five deep and scoop it up. And it doesn't necessarily have With. to be a land that you exile. Like you could have one in hand. Sure. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, next up is the Gluttonous Troll. So it's two of anything, and then uh, black and green. Three, three, troll, trample. When gluttonous troll enters the battlefield, create a number of food tokens equal to the number of opponents you have. You can pay one of anything and a green to sack another non-land permanent. Gluttonous troll gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. So you mean for making a bunch of food tokens for two mana, this guy gets two bigger. It doesn't have to be food tokens either, just any permanent. Nice. nice. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Cool. I like yeah. it. Yeah. 
Bouncing. <laughs> 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 oh boy. Okay. All right, we're gonna move on to the uncommons where like this is pretty much like Riley Town. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Riley. The gold <laughs> uncommons. Welcome to Riley Town. Yeah. All right. Well, I included some of these uh, hybrid. Uh, gold cards just because obviously are these like signpost on comments yeah these, these are kind of some of the signposts on comments kind of points to some of the themes yeah that limited may have uh and interestingly enough like you'll you'll see a theme with these being four pips of hybrid mana mm-hmm. like you could play these in those colors or you could choose one as a mono color if if mono yeah. color happens to be a theme of the set and right. it's draftable, then uh, these could be supported in monocolor decks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is, to start, we've got Deathless Knight. It's four hybrid Golgari pips. It's a creature skeleton knight. It's a 4-2 with haste, and whenever you gain life for the first time each turn, return Deathless Knight from your graveyard to your hand. So I'm not huge into this guy uh, particularly. I mean, a 4-2 four, for 4 is pretty bad. It does have haste, but it trades down pretty poorly. Yeah. Um, the fact that it has some recursive value and there are a lot of food tokens floating around that you could technically gain life and get them back to your hand right. might be worth it, especially if you can like loot them away for value with some card draw or something like that. Yeah. Um, he he might he might see some some play unlimited, but I guess we'll see how the format all shapes out to be. Seems pretty spicy. Yeah, I like it. Next we've got Fireborn Knight. He's four pips of Boros, uh, so red white creature human knight. He's a two three with double strike, and his activated ability is another four pips of Boros. Uh, Fireborn Knight gets plus one plus one until end of turn. Oh, isn't that good? Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> like, uh, the, the the Boros colors yes. seem to be... <laughs> the Boros colors seem um, to be caring a lot about knights and equipment. Right. And if you can slap any piece of equipment on this guy, he becomes a real threat. Yeah. Um, and just the fact that he can pump himself in the late game is something to do. Like, when you've got... Yeah, it's a man. Yeah, it's something to do, for sure. Do, right? Yeah. Yeah. And a 2-3 three for, uh, for 4 with double strike is actually pretty serviceable. Like, the difference between a 2-3 double strike and a 2-2 two, two double strike is pretty big, considering that if it doesn't kill it the first time around, at least it's got a slightly bigger butt that can protect itself at the end. Yeah. Both die to a lightning strike. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about limited here. <laughs> I guess it is a common common removal spell, right? Yeah, whatever or else no, you have. Like, no, there, there, I yeah. don't, there isn't one in this... There, there is that uh, common red uh, removal spell, but I mean, there's going to be removal and limited no matter what. No matter what. All right. Next, we've got Elite Headhunter. This is four pips of uh, Rakdos. It's Creature Human Knight, and it's got Menace. It's a 2-3, and for three uh, Rakdos pips, you can sacrifice another creature or an artifact to have Elite Headhunter deal two damage to target creature or planeswalker. So again, this is kind of, I mentioned it earlier on, uh, but how this Rakdos kind of has a, a sacrifice theme. Right. And there's enough food flying around that you've probably got some fodder to sacrifice to deal two damage to uh, a creature or a Planeswalker. Mm-hmm. I mean, Planeswalker's probably not going to be as relevant and limited, but dealing two to a creature repeatably, uh, just for like little downside, it, that's huge. 
Yeah. And yeah. I mean, a two, three menace, yeah, it's all right. And that's fine. You might be able to still get in there sometimes because, like, having a yeah. block with two creatures is, is annoying sometimes. Yeah, and but, you, could, uh, you could probably set up some attacks where they make an unfavorable block and then you sack something, kill one of their creatures, and take out the other one. With, yeah, totally. With combat damage. Totally. Yeah. So I, I do think, like that ability on this one, though. Yeah, this this seems pretty legit. I'm, I'm probably the most excited about this one so far. Okay, next card up, we have a Grumgully the Generous. He's one, a red, and a green for a legendary creature, Goblin Shaman 3-3. Each other non-human creature you control enters the battlefield with an additional 1-1 counter on it. So this would be pretty good with, like, Persist. Yeah, oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It definitely combos well with Persist. Yeah. Very well, yeah. And the name is amazing. Grumgully. Grumgully. Yeah. <laughs> the Generous. <laughs> Does it matter what it is? Take it and be grateful. <laughs> I don't know. I think I would have done something more like don't look a gift horse in the mouth, but, yeah. you know, whatever. I think it might matter what it is. You know what I mean? You know? Yeah. I'd, I'd play this in limited. I mean, if I have three mana, three, three, that makes your other creatures more relevant. Mm -hmm. That sounds like a great creature. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of looks like a Dr. Seuss character, hey? Almost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's cool. Um... Yeah, okay. Okay, so the next one is Okame Ranger. This is another continuing in the hybrid cycle uh, of limited playables. This is four pips of Selesnia. So white-green for a creature elf knight. And this one's got adventure. It's a 2-2 two -two creature on one side, but the sorcery is bring back for four of the same pips of uh, Selesnia. For a sorcery adventure to create two 1-1 one, one white human creature tokens. And then uh, the Elf Knight itself can tap to uh, have creatures you control get plus one, plus one until end of turn. So green-white seems to be some sort of like go-wide uh, creature-slash-adventure theme. Yeah. So you could probably, through some of the stuff that we've talked about already, get some value with like bouncing Okame Ranger to get more tokens to then in the late game make your tokens more relevant and swing and get them. Right, get them. Get them. It's all about getting them. Yeah. Okay, and now we've got Rampart Smasher. So Gi giant, <laughs> giant Tribal. Yeah, Giant Tribal, here we go. Um, so this is four pips of Gruul, so red-green. For a creature giant, 5-5, five, five, and Rampart Smasher can't be blocked by knights or walls. So the knight's piece might be relevant against some matchups, but I don't know where walls would necessarily line up. I, there's a few walls kicking around in the set, but I don't necessarily think that's going to be a particular issue for a 5-5. Five -five. Yeah, I don't think so. And, uh, I mean, he's just a big, dumb creature, which is exactly what Gruul looks for. So mm -hmm. Definitely. And he's what? a non-human, so that might matter. Like has Rampart, and then it's knights and walls, so it's very fitting to, like, yeah. a battlefield. Yeah, get <clears throat> Yeah, yes. <laughs> okay, next up we have Steel Claw Lance. It's uh, a black and a red for an artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus two, plus two. You can equip a knight for one, and you can equip uh, everything else for three. So I, I kind of hope that Wizards does more of this kind of thing, because we saw this with Helm of the Host, where you could equip a legendary creature for a lower equip cost, yeah. and then everything else for a more expensive equip cost. 
So, you know, it's kind of are, cool that they're... Sorry, are you thinking of Blackboard, Blackblade Reforged? That is what I'm thinking oh, of. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, Helmet Host is just one. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah I'm thinking of, of Blackblade Reforged. Um, yeah, I, I hope that, like, Wizards does more of this for, like, the tribal theme, because it is really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, to sort of make it more enticing for a particular tribe to use certain equipments. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, if you have a decent amount of... Knights in a limited deck, this is a legit piece of equipment. Oh, totally. Like, yeah. the, the equip one is good. Equip mm -hmm. three, not so good. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, you definitely want to be equipping knights with this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, next is Savvy Hunter. So this is one green and a black for a creature human warrior. It's a 3-3, three, three, and when it attacks or blocks, create a food token. And then you can... Use its activated ability to sacrifice two foods to draw a card. Um, again, a 3-3 three, three body for three and limited is pretty relevant. Uh, and I just like its upside of not only giving you food tokens to work with for your sacrifice theme, but also giving you an outlet in itself to be able to turn those food into card draw, which, in my opinion, is better than six life. Yeah, well, I totally agree. Yeah. yeah. I'll take two cards with six life, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now we've got Resolute Rider, so back to the hybrid cycle here. It's four pips of Orzov, so white-black, for a creature-human knight, for a 4-2. Again, not huge fan of those stats, uh, like 4-2 trades down pretty poorly. It's got two activated abilities, though. Uh, so the first one is for two Orzov hybrid pips, you can have Resolute Rider gain lifelink until end of turn, and then for three uh, hybrid Orzhov pips, you can have Resolute Rider gain Indestructible until end of turn. So I guess, at the very least, it can get in in the late game if you've got nothing else to do uh, with like very little downside. Mm -hmm. yeah, you Pro pay, you probably, pay five mana, you're fine. Yeah, pay five mana, gain some life, uh, make it Indestructible so it doesn't trade down. Mm -hmm. um, so I probably like this, I don't know, it, it, again, it really depends on how it all plays out because the other... Um, Golgari 4-2 that can recur itself to your hand uh, whenever you gain life. That actually might be okay, given that it's kind of a sacrifice theme, right. and you might need a little bit of that kind of recursion. Mm -hmm. um, but this seems fine, too. Like, this... I, I like the fact that it can protect itself, uh, but I'm not overly excited about it. All the knights can kind of, like, work together in a way. Yeah. It seems. Yeah, knights seem to be pretty dispersed again uh, across Mardu, so you could probably have some combination of those colors. Okay, now we've got Covetous Urge. Is that right? Covetous? That's Covetous. Okay. Yeah. You so covet it's something. quite urging. Yeah. <laughs> I got an urge. So this one's a little bit different. <laughs> it's still part of that hybrid pip cycle, but it's not actually a creature. So we've got a four Demir pip sorcery to have target opponent reveal their hand and you choose a non-land card from that player's graveyard or hand and exile it. Then you may cast that card for as long as it remains exiled, and you may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast that spell. I really like this card, just because, you know, it, it, it just gives you something out of their graveyard or their hand to cast for yourself. Uh, it's a little slow. I, I don't know how powerful it's going to be, but just the fact that you can kind of take their bomb, whether, you know, you manage to kill it and take it out of their graveyard and replay it or yeah. get it out of their hand before they have a chance to play it. Mm -hmm. uh, I think this will be a lot of fun to play in limited. Um, but 
I guess we'll wait to see how good it actually is. Yeah, how often it, are you going to see somebody like, cast this and get a bomb out of it? Yeah, the thing is, it's not really affecting the board state right away. Uh, the fact that you get to spend mana as though you're any mana... Yeah, uh, is a good upside. For as long as it remains exiled, that, that is really cool. It's not like you have to do it that turn. Oh, I thought you had to do it that turn. No. No, it oh, just cool. stays. Okay, cool. Yeah, so it's it's kind of like Gaunti in a sense. Yeah. But it doesn't have the 2-3 death touch body, which, yeah. I mean, makes Gaunti, in my opinion, a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, slightly different ability as to where you're grabbing that card from. But you but can also neuter your opponent's hand in this way, which is kind of cool. Yeah, but four, four mana to strip their hand of something's not amazing. Uh, but the fact that you get to play it after, I think that's what makes it somewhat relevant. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and I think this is the last piece of the cycle. This is the Lock Dragon. Four pips of, is it, for a creature dragon? It's a 3-2 flyer. So not a bad rate for uh, a four-drop flyer, 3-2. And when he enters the battlefield or attacks, you may discard a card, and if you do, draw a card. So is it has this uh, kind of theme of caring about drawing the second card each turn. And I think this guy is going to pull it all together just in the sense that when he ETBs, you get to make your hand a little bit stronger. Of yeah. course, it's not card advantage, but it's card filtering. So yeah. you get to mm-hmm. improve your hand a little bit. Yeah. And then whenever it attacks, that attack trigger is really cool as well because there's other creatures that kind of care about you know getting a little bit bigger when you've drawn your second card. So if you can make your creatures more relevant as you're swinging in, not when you're hitting the player, but as you're swinging in, then I think this card is going to uh, be a really, really good addition to your is it deck. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I know we mentioned it before. I'm just going to bring this guy up, the uh, Improbable Alliance. So that's the is it card. Yeah. Um, it's an enchantment that's like one blue, one red. Whenever you draw your second card, you get a one, one blue fairy creature token with flying. So having yeah. that out there with like those cards. Yeah. Oh. Kind of like build your own bitter blossom. I thought it was yeah. on the list. Sorry, that's my <laughs> fault. Yeah, no, it, uh, def- <laughs> definitely what this this archetype is caring about is uh, is it caring about drawing cards? And honestly, so far, is it's my favorite because I love drawing cards. So sweet. <laughs> okay, let's keep it going. All right, we've got Shine Chaser. This is a one white blue creature fairy for a one one flying vigilance. The thing is that Shine Chaser gets plus one, plus one for as long as you control an artifact and plus one, plus one for as long as you control an enchantment. So having a, th- a potentially 3-3 three, three Flying Vigilance for three, that's a really good rate. Um, great card if you can support it and like Azorius is going to be that enchantment artifact mm-hmm. matters oh, yeah. deck. Yeah, totally. Ooh, game day promo. There we go. Let's see if we can let's see if we can get him. <laughs> All right, we've got inspiring veteran. So this is a red and a white for a two-two creature human knight, and other knights you control get plus one plus one. So finally, a, yeah, yes, a knight lord. There you go. Yes. So I mean, if you care about having knights in your deck, uh, I care. Then, then he's gonna care about your knights for you. Okay. We can care together. Yeah, you <laughs> can care together. I think Abzan Knights is going to be a legit standard yeah. deck. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, uh, or Mardu. Or Mardu. Mardu Knights, I think, will be legit as I well. think Sultai Knights are going to be a thing. You know what? Why don't we just make Bant Knights? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just do Wooberg. Get all those four-color Pip no, Knights in there. On, yeah, honestly, with... Um, uh, what did I say? You said Mardu. No, I said Mardu. 
You said Abzan. He said I Abzan. meant to say Mardu. Yeah, Mardu. Mardu's but the way to there's, go. Uh, we don't need green. Oh, man. <laughs> there's the Celestia, uh, the Celestia Knight. Uh, the, mind, the card's slipping my mind right now, but it's the one that enters the battlefield and can destroy target artifact or enchantment or gain from oh, the Oh, Knight of Autumn. Autumn. Knight of Autumn. Yeah, and that Jinx. is a Knight of <laughs> You owe me a... You owe me a Coke. No. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, Inspiring Veteran, uh, probably going to be good in a heavy limited knight deck, and also going to see playing standard if there's a knight tribal theme, which I it looks very well supported, so I think that might be the case. Yeah, I think they're, they're kind of pushing us in that direction. Yeah, you know I mean, so, somebody's got to get that to fairy. You're right. You have to get it. <laughs> <clears throat> now we've got Wondermare. <laughs> it's, a it's, a, it's a horse. Yeah, yeah. it is a horse. Um, <laughs> got w- one colorless, a green, and a white for a creature horse. Three three. So again, not a bad rate. But whenever you cast a creature spell that has an adventure, put a plus one plus one counter on Wandermare. So it's just gonna get bigger. So again, green white kind of cares That's about what horses do. Yeah, just get bigger. <laughs> when you go on an adventure, they just get stronger. That's right. I feel like I feel like Riley and I have this kind of like unspoken inside joke about hoofed creatures in magic. Like there's like an elk or like a, a like a like a, a, a like those elk creatures that are like hearts, you know, uh, like burnished heart or like yeah. the horse creatures. I don't know. It's like he it's like he says them in a certain tone to me, and it's just like they get you, you get it right. It's like these these like they had hooves. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe I'm. Maybe I don't. A good know. steed will carry you home. A great steed will carry you to glory. Man, I'd take just a good steed. You know, I don't even. I don't need. To care. I'm not, I don't need glory. I just want a friend. Yeah. Uh, notably, um, when that creature enters the battlefield, it doesn't have to have actually gone on an adventure. So. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. That's uh, one thing to point out in its reminder text. Um, but yeah, again, green oh, yeah. adventures it looks yes. looks a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, the cycle wasn't over. I you lied. said we were done. Yeah. <laughs> well, we gotta skip this Turtle Hydra. <laughs> no. <laughs> Tur- Turtle Hydra Tribal. Okay, so we've got Thunderous... <laughs> we got Thunderous Snapper. Uh, for four uh, Simic Pips, we've got a Creature Turtle Hydra. It's a 4-4, four, four, so a good rate, four, 4 drop for 4. Yeah. Uh, or... Four, 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 four. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever you cast a spell with converted mana cost five or greater, draw a card. So I like this. There's a couple. Um, there's a couple higher end commons uh, in this format, like five mana, six mana. Right, right. That I think would go well in this kind of simic big stuff deck. And there's a, a decent amount of ramp that you could probably get there. Mm-hmm. Um, I love any creature that has some way of drawing cards from it. Um, and there's notably, I think it's a, a five and a blue for a four or five that if you control an artifact when it enters the battlefield, you bounce target creature an opponent controls. And that would be great. Like, not only drawing you a card when it enters the battlefield, or when you cast it, I should say, uh, but then also bouncing an opponent's creature and leaving behind a four or five with another four or four. Uh, yeah, looks like a lot of fun. Just yeah. Simic big stuff. Also, I don't have the thing eats. All of its heads don't really have a neck. Yeah. What do you mean? Like, how does it swallow? No. 
Just like, does it like rotate it? Like if you look at the art on the card, does it like rotate around so that each mouth gets to like... I think so. Are they bite on the same thing at once? They can't though because of how it's shaped. But what if the creature's look at, like Look at the turned, mouth like over here. But what if the creature's like turned that way? What, what happens sure. when they, they all bite? <laughs> no, it's not going to make it. <laughs> if you flip it on its back, is it just going to die? Yeah, that's what they do. Okay. Also, if you read the flavor text, this sings... While humans hear only a deafening roar, the Fae hear music of breathtaking beauty. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they just got bad taste in music. They probably do. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. We've got a winter... Uh, creature is Wintermore Commander. Winter's coming. <laughs> More winter. Um, it's a white and a black for a creature human knight with two and X... It's got death touch, and its toughness is equal to the number of knights you control. So that's what the X value is. Um, whenever Wintermore Commander attacks, another target knight you control gains indestructible until end of turn. So, I mean, the fact it's a two-drop with death touch is, is fine, mm-hmm. and the fact that it protects one of your knights is great, too. Uh, so, again, just another, another way to play knight tribal. Yeah. Yeah. They just they want us to play knight tribal, you know? Yeah, and he, you know he's just gonna like the, if you get three knights on the battlefield now you've got a two three, uh, which he counts himself right. Yeah. Um, you've got a two three for two with death touch that makes one of your knights uh, indestructible. So I mean that's a, that's a good rate. Yeah. <clears throat> Last one in the cycle. Yeah. This time is so for, this off. time is for real. Yeah. Are you sure? I'm absolutely sure. Okay, don't lie to me. <laughs> okay, we've got Arcanist Owl. So it's. Four Azorius Pips, so white-blue, for an artifact creature bird. So notably, it is an artifact itself, which does matter, because this is an artifact matters theme. Uh, It's a 3-3 flying for four, so that's a a good raid. I'm I'm happy with that. Uh, And when it enters the battlefield, look at the top four cards of your library. You may reveal an artifact or enchantment card from among them and put it into your hand and put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. So basically, if you've got a high enough amount of artifacts or enchantments, it's essentially a four-drop, three-three flyer that's drawing you a card. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, even better than drawing you a card because at that point in the game, you're probably looking for something a little bit more relevant than a land, and uh, uh, you're a little bit more likely to hit something in that case. But again, you kind of have to care a lot about artifacts and enchantments to get any use out of it. Yeah. But, even then, even if it at its baseline is a four mana three three flyer, I'm happy with that. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, it's still good stats. Yeah, mm. it's great stats. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to the colorless cards. One more. Oh, you got one more. I had one. What I'm most excited about. We have drown in the lock. So oh I think yeah. This is actually going to be maybe even seen in modern. Um, so oh, it's yeah. a blue and a black for an instant. You get to choose one. Counter target spell with converted mana costs less than or equal to the number of cards in its controller's graveyard. Destroy target creature with converted mana costs less than or equal to the number of cards in that controller's graveyard. So when people are fetching lands, fetching, yeah, yeah, yeah. graveyard's stocking up already, and this card lets you either counter spells or destroy creatures. And at that stage in the game, you're casting, you know, you you're, you have the lands after you've fetched, right? You're casting spells at the same cost, right? Yeah. So, yeah, no, that's 
Definitely. And then a lot of the times we see a lot of the big bad creatures are like two or three CMC, right? Sure. So yeah. this is probably going to get rid of what you needed to. Yeah. yeah. Just to take out that goif. Yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah. Just flexible mainboard removal. Yeah. Yeah. Like so it. I'm interesting to see how this card plays out. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, okay. Let's move on to the colorless cards. So first up we have um, Sorcerer's Spyglass. It's two mana for an artifact. As Sorcerer's Spyglass enters the battlefield, look at an opponent's hand, then choose any card name. Activated abilities of sources with the chosen name can't be activated unless they're mana abilities. Uh, this is just a nice reprint. It's nice yeah. that they're keeping this in standard. Yeah. And you can hit Teferi. You can, but it doesn't hit static abilities. Mm, so right. that's a big beef with uh, a lot of the war the spark planeswalkers is the right, static right. ability so yeah. doesn't shut off Narset doesn't shut off Teferi's um, you know sorcery speed yeah. text um, right. so it's good but uh, uh, not the best Oof, okay. at, at least your creatures aren't being bounced yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, hey. Uh, okay, so the next uh, card is a land it's cash it's castle von Vantress yep uh, Castle Vantress enters the battlefield tapped unless you control an island. It taps for an island, and you can pay two and two blue to tap and scry two. So I think you could just slot this into any mono blue commander deck that you have because yeah. uh, unlike, unless you have this in your opening hand and it's the only source of blue mana, it's not going to enter the battlefield tapped. Honestly, I'd, I'd play this in like a two-color yeah, two deck. Me too, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. it's like you just have to have one other island for it to enter untapped. And I would even play it in three colors because it says island. So yeah, even if you have the dual, yeah, 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 it doesn't so, care about basic. You know, and it taps for blue. You know, yeah. you're not always going to... Like four to scry two isn't a terrible rate, but, uh, you know, worst case scenario, it taps for blue. Yeah, well, yeah, it taps for blue, but... Like the fact that you just have something to do on a land, yeah, that is what is so relevant. Yeah, yeah. So these lands are going to be great. Yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah. all of them are great. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so next up we have Castle Lockthwain. This is the black land. Castle Lockthwain enters the battlefield tapped unless you control a swamp. It taps for a black, and you can pay one and two black, draw a card. Then you lose life equal to the number of cards in your hand. Um, so something I've I've started to do over the last few months with my commander deck is to slowly r take out the cycling lands unless yep. the deck is like cares about lands in the graveyard. Sure. Um, but I would definitely, you know, if I had like a Baron Moor in a deck, I'd replace Baron Moor with this land because yeah. you can repeat you can repeatedly draw cards. Like you are losing life, but sometimes you know you just. Would, would rather draw cards. Yeah, and I mean, if you're in black and commander, like, there's ways for you to gain life. Oh, tons. So, yeah. like, this this land, I think this is my favorite out of the cycle. It just oh, looks yeah. awesome. Yeah. I mean, you're drawing cards off of a land, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's not, it's it's three mana. Like, it's not. Yeah. yeah. It's even less than the scry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, it's because you're losing life. That's... Yeah. Cornerstone of black. Next up, we have Castle Garenbrig. Uh, Castle Garenbrig enters hey. the battlefield tapped unless you control a forest. And the Walio guy. It taps for a, a <laughs> it taps for a green, and you can pay two and two green, add six green to your mana pool, spend this mana only to cast creature spells or activate abilities of creatures. Yeah, perhaps you two mana for creatures. Yeah, it's it's like in the late game, it's basically tapping for two mana um, for creature spells. Right. Right, so I, 
I would 100%, like, if I was in green, I would run this over Temple of the False God any day. Oh, man. I don't, I don't, I don't, I took Temple of the False God out of all my decks. Yeah, I do not like Temple of the False God, but this is way better than Temple of the False God. Totally. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Because it still taps for green. Oh, yeah. If you only have, if it's the only land. Even if it's the first land you play and it enters tapped, and then the next turn you... You don't use it. Yeah, and if you didn't have a turn one play, it's, you know, yeah. it's might as, might as well be the yeah. same thing. If it was a temple, it would just be sitting there. Mm-hmm. It does feel weaker than the other two lands we just talked about, though. Oh, probably. Yeah, no, I agree probably. with that. Probably. Yep. But it's got very little downside. I think that's what the, where the power comes from in these lands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. there's very little downside in playing them. Sure. Yeah. Okay, next up we have Castle Embereth. Castle Embereth enters the battlefield tapped unless you control a mountain. It taps for a red, and you can pay one and two red to tap it. Creatures you control get plus one, plus zero until end of turn. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Go wide. Bunch of dorks. Yeah. Boom. Goblins. That's right. There you go. No, Gobble, goblin. And again, there's there's just not a ton of downside to running this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, okay, next up we have Fabled Passage. It's uh, a land. You can tap, sacrifice Fabled Passage, search your library for a basic land card, put it onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffle your library. If you control four or more lands, untap that land. So this is just like a worse, this is like a budget uh, Prismatic Vista yeah. from Modern Horizons. Yeah. But this is still a great card. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Like I honestly, like my most of my mana bases in Commander are fairly budget. So I run like Terramorphic Expanse and Evolving Wilds. Yeah. And I would be happy to run Fabled Passage because in the late game, if when I need that mana after turn five, it's yeah, like, this is great. Oh, totally. And and if it's and if you have this like in a lands deck, you're just getting those yep. those landfall triggers, you know, over and over and over again. Okay, next up we have Castle Ardenvale. It's a a land. Castle Ardenvale enters the battlefield tapped unless you control planes. It taps for a white, and you can pay two and two white. Tap, create a 1-1 one, one white human creature token. So that's five mana for a 1-1? One, one? Yep. Yikes. But, I mean, again, very little downside. Yeah, yeah. To, yeah. to doing so. Yeah. No. Um, There's it, no downside. It, yeah, like... I can't decide if this... Okay, so, like, if you think of um, Legion's Landing, which is rotating out, right? Right. Creates a 1-1. One, one, you have to attack with three creatures to flip it. Right. Into uh, Adanto the Last Fort. Yeah. Uh, and that one, you're essentially paying four to make a 1-1 one, one, uh, with lifelink. But think about it, like, in control decks that don't care about attacking with little dorky creatures, like, they can slot this in and have something relevant to do pretty much all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, 1-1's yeah. one, not super relevant, but it's something, right? Like, yeah. it, there's no card disadvantage to doing that. No, you're right. The nice part about the castles as well is that they're not legendary. Yes. So if you do want to run multiples, you don't have to worry about mm-hmm. losing one when you play one. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. I do have a couple of rares. Yes, that's right. Um, we have the Stone Coil Serpent. So this yeah. is just X. Uh, <laughs> reach, trample, protection from multicolored. Stone Coil Serpent enters the battlefield with X plus one plus one counters on it. So just pay X for Big Snake. It's got reach, trample, and yeah. pro multicolor. That'd be a bomb in limited. Oh yeah. Yeah. Even seeing like playing before uh, Ugin's construct. Yeah. Which oh, I thought yeah. was like uh, sort of bad, Ugin's but maybe yeah. that was that card was actually <laughs> really really good. good. Yeah. 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 So this thing has reach and trample. Yeah. Scales at any point in the game. 
just always relevant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we have all those like m- uncommon multicolor cards we just talked about. They can't do anything about this. Yeah. You can just swing in no matter what. And it's got protection, right? Protection for multicolor. Yeah, so even against uh, multicolored creatures, like the, the yeah. hybrid cards that we just talked about, they can't block. Mm-hmm. So I was saying. Yeah. And they can be blocked for eternity. Although, I mean, I'd be swinging in with that guy. I'd unless be swinging in. Unless I cast him on turn one for one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What am I doing? <laughs> and even, like, uh, doesn't get hit by Assassin's Trophy. Yes. Uh, and stuff like that, right? Yeah. So or Knight of Autumn. Knight of Autumn can't touch it. Yeah. Teferi. <laughs> hey! <laughs> there we Teferi go. Teferi killer. Fucking get him. <laughs> uh, and then the other one, uh, I'm guessing this is from the Brawl decks, uh, the Tome of Legends. So it's two mana for an artifact. Tome of Legends enters the battlefield with a page counter on it. Whenever you cast your command, whenever your commander enters the battlefield or attacks, put a page counter on Tome of Legends, and then you can tap in, pay one, and remove a page counter to draw a card. That's not terrible. Yeah, if you have an, if you have a commander that you're attacking with, um, it definitely that's where the value really comes from. I think. Yeah. If you're yeah. not attacking with your commander, I don't think you should really run this card. But that was in the um, the Bant uh, Brawl deck, right? I'm not sure. Um, I think it was yeah, the Chulane deck. Yeah, Chulane. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was actually pretty good. Like because uh, <laughs> anybody who played that brawl format knows that like you had to kill Chulane, otherwise you were going to lose. Um, so you were casting Chulane quite a bit. Yeah, and just any time that even like he had vigilance, and you could probably swing in just fine as a two four, um, just to get an extra trigger and just have that recurrable card draw. So it, yeah. it, it is pretty relevant. Yeah. So interesting, because like I, I didn't play very much of the Brawl format. Um, I probably 80% of the time was against the Knight deck. Yeah. I didn't even see someone play True Lane. Oh, I played True Lane. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Very <laughs> mana-hungry, though. Yeah, I yeah. was playing Corvold. Okay, so let's move on to the Uncommons. The colorless uncommon. So <laughs> I got. I have enchanted carriage here. It's uh, five mana for a four four uh, artifact vehicle. When enchanted carriage enters the battlefield, create two one one white mouse creature tokens and has crew two. Uh, I'm not gonna read what crew does, but uh, I just I don't think this is like a great card. I just again I just like it for the flavor. I think this is like the a super great. flavor win because you get like mouse tokens and yeah. it's like a pumpkin carriage. Yeah, it's, it's great. Cinderella, right? Yeah, so. yeah. I, I could see it being played in, in limited with. There's enough artifact matter stuff and the fact that it can crew itself and it creates two additional bodies like. That's not irrelevant. Yeah. 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 Crew 2 is also a really good rate on a card for yeah. these artifacts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Their vehicles. Yeah. 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 Okay, so next up we have uh, Tournament Grounds. It's a land, and you can tap it for a colorless, or you can tap it for a red, a white, or a black. Spend this mana only to cast a knight or equipment spell. So, you know, Knight Tribal again in uh, uh, Mardu. Mardu. Yep. And, you know, it's nice that you can still tap for Colorless if you want to cast another spell. Yeah. It's those those uh, Mana Rocks and Lands that are, are so specific that you can't use them for anything but their, like, sort of tribal um, uh, mechanic. mechanic. Yeah. It's just I don't like running those cards in decks. You know, like, yeah. I've, I've tried them in tribal decks, and they just... 
if you try to use if you have them on the field once and you need to cast something else that that won't allow you to do it i feel like you don't you don't yeah, want to run this bad. you just yeah. like get to get them out of the deck yeah. it's also cool because it does uh pay for the equipment as well mm-hmm. not just knights so yeah yeah, yeah i do like that there's definitely a few multicolored Added. equipments running around so yeah and you can use the colorless to uh, pay for equip costs yep so there you go because equip costs don't uh, I don't think you ever have to pay <laughs> color for equip cost. Not ever. No, I don't, I don't no, think the only, so. Only things I can think about is like, um, the which set was that in? Basically, the ones that you could pay colored pips to attach, like at instant speed. Oh yeah, that was the like cranial like the, plating. Yeah, cranial yeah, plating. plating. Yeah. yeah. Oof, I wish I was playing standard back then. You know what I'm saying? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Alex has got a few more of the uncommons here. Oh, okay. Uh, got Lucky Clover, which is two mana. Whenever you cast an adventure, instant or sorcery spell, copy it, you may choose new targets for the copy. So in that Adventure Cares deck, um, just copying all your adventures, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, definitely. It's about, yep. Uh, <laughs> moving on to the Shambling Suit. Uh, three mana for a construct, which is star three. And the power is equal to the number of artifacts and or enchantments you control. Mm. So running that artifact deck, or it just, this even slots into like Enchantress deck. Yeah. Just, oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely get big out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And then just a fun, interesting card. We do have Sorcerer's Broom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah two <laughs> mana for an artifact creature spirit 2-1. Whenever you sacrifice another permanent, you may pay three. If you do, create a token that's a copy of Sorcerer's Broom. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Three is a lot, though. Three is a lot. Three is a, definitely a lot. But you can just keep making tokens of this. That's like, true. endlessly. Yeah. There so, is, um... If you're going to, like, um, sack one of your food tokens, you get a two-one broom. Yeah, there, there was um, the five-drop two-two, uh, I think it was self-making replica, uh, that whenever you cast an historic spell, you could pay two to make a copy of mm-hmm. itself. And trust me, I built some janky decks around that card, but like it wasn't that great. <laughs> like so, three mana is pretty steep, it's especially steep. since uh, like two mana was steep enough for a two one. For a two two, yeah. well, I guess in that case it's a. 2-1. This is a two one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty steep. Okay, let's move on to the commons. All right, we've got another cycle of lands, and this is a common cycle of lands. We've got. Dwarven Mine. This is a land mountain, and it does have the mountain type, so in cases where you were using you like can, a fetch yeah, land, you, you, could, can, you yep. could fetch it out. Yep. Um, it obviously taps to add red, but Dwarven Mine enters the battlefield tapped unless you control three or more other mountains. So, late game, it's going to enter untapped, which is nice. <laughs> it doesn't enter tapped all the time. Right. Um, and when it enters the battlefield untapped, Create a 1-1 one, one red dwarf creature token. Hmm. So another addition for the seven dwarfs deck. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I honestly, um, it'll, we'll see it as we kind of go through this cycle. I think like the fact that they're a common kind of interests me enough to see if they could see play in a format like Popper. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. All right. Next up. Next we've got Idyllic Grange. So it's a land planes, taps for white. Idyllic Grange enters the battlefield tapped unless you control three or more other planes. 
And when idyllic range enters the battlefield untapped, put a plus one plus one counter on target creature you control. So again, a little bit of upside if it enters untapped, so a little bit of a workaround, but at the very least, like you could search it up if you were really hankering for a plus one plus one counter. Sure. Yeah. Okay, next up we've got Witch's Cottage. It's a land swamp, so it taps for black. Witch's Cottage enters the battlefield tapped unless you control three or more other swamps. When Witch's Cottage enters the battlefield untapped, you may put target creature card from your graveyard on top of your library. Uh, yeah, so this is sort of like, uh, not Bajuka Bog, what's the other one? Mortuary Mire. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you, you know, you can fetch it, so if you really need to get that creature out of your graveyard, yep. you can do that, so... Yeah, and, and I, I think it's actually a little bit, I don't know, it's kind of hard to evaluate it, but uh, like Mortuary Mire enters the battlefield tapped all the time. So, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, you only get the advantage of Witch's Cottage when it enters untapped, so you do have to have three other swamps mm -hmm. uh, for it to enter untapped. But yeah. still, like late game, when you need that ability, that's, that's pretty relevant. Totally. And uh, fun fact, this is the first time Cottage has ever been printed on a magic card. Wow, that is a fun fact. There. You think it was number two already? Yeah, that is number two. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I snuck it in. <laughs> Next, we've got Mystic Sanctuary. This is a land island. Taps for blue. And Mystic Sanctuary enters the battlefield tapped unless you control three or more islands. Uh, when Mystic Sanctuary enters the battlefield untapped, you may put target instant or sorcery card from your graveyard on top of your library. So just like Witch's Cottage, just for instance and sorceries. Yeah. Okay, so next up, uh, we have Golden Egg. So this is a two-mana artifact food. <laughs> when Golden Yum. Egg enters the battlefield, draw a card, and you can pay one, tap, sacrifice Golden Egg, add one mana of any color to your mana pool, and you can pay two, tap, sacrifice Golden Egg, you gain three life. It's an egg for eggs. Yeah, I just think this is like kind of a, I don't know, this seems like a like an efficient card. Yeah, it seems yeah. fun. Um, yeah. I think... There might be a, an artifact... Okay, so I, I played a Mono Blue artifact deck using Ugin and uh, Flood of Tears uh, to drop Ugin back in and just spill your eggs onto the battlefield right, and you, draw yes. a bunch of cards. Yeah, everything costs... Unfortunately, a number of the mana rocks, like uh, Power Stone Shard and Gilded Lotus, are rotating out of the format. Right. So it's probably not going to be as strong as it is currently. Um, but I mean, if something does pop up with eggs in the future, it could see play. Hey, you know what? You can play it in historic. Yeah, you there could you play go. it in historic. Just yeah. make sure you have the cards because they'll get you. Yeah. No, I, I definitely, <laughs> I definitely like this better than uh, Guild Globe, which is the current egg in the format. Uh, two mana enters a battlefield, draw a card, and you can. Uh, I think it's pay one sacrifice. Wait, no, pay two, pay sacrifice, two. and add two mana of different colors to your mana pool. Mm. Yeah, they have uh, to be different. Yeah, so I like this a little bit better. Uh, in limited, it's probably going to see play. Again, artifacts matter in enough decks, and it helps fix colors. So, great, yeah. great card. Yeah, I think it's cool. Okay, last but uh, certainly not least. We got our gingerbread. We did. Yeah, gingerbread cabin. It's a land forest. Taps for green. And again, the same clause. Uh, when it, enters, it enters the battlefield tapped unless you control three or more other forests. And when it enters the battlefield untapped, create a food token. So again, there's might be some food matters themes uh, or at least some artifacts that you can sack and get a little extra value out of. So in time, you can kind of get a land uh, giving you extra value. I think that's a 
good and worth looking at. And who knows? Might see playing Popper. Get yeah. burned. Yeah. There I can go. see that. Get them foods. Get them <laughs> foods. All right. Well, uh, before we bring this episode to a close, are there any cards that we talked about today that you guys are planning on throwing in any of your commander decks? I'm definitely going to throw in uh, Faye, uh, Faye Burrow Elder into mm-hmm. Slivers because that's just... Yeah, that's just perfect in there. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Fabro Elder looks really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm putting Castle, uh, also Castle uh, uh, Vantress yeah. into all my blue. Decks. I love, I love the castle cycle. Yeah, they're so, so I'll good. Probably, I'll probably find a way to squeeze those into. Some Not the white one. Again, very little downside to playing those cards. So, like, if it comes down to it, and I really need, it could be good for like an edict effect. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. whatever. Right? Like, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure you could use it for something. Yeah. What about you, Eric? What do you think? Putting Gilded Goose in all my no. <laughs> I'm taking good look. I'm yeah, taking take it for spirits out. Uh, I really like the Great Henge. I don't have as many green commander decks, but yeah. that is going in those oh, decks. Yeah. yeah, Great Henge looks great. Oh, so good. Uh, so good. Maybe even Garrick, the Cursed Huntsman. Yeah. yeah. I like Garrick a lot. Yeah, he looks like a lot of fun. And out of you know, planeswalkers are hard to play in commander. Uh, but I think he's definitely up there with some of the more playable stats. Yeah, because he he like doubly protects himself. Yeah, yeah. two yeah. tokens. Yeah, and he's got and when the, and he's when got built-in removal as yeah, well. Yeah. With card draw on that removal. So mm-hmm. that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, awesome. the, the Steelborn uh Hi- Steelbane Hydra, sorry, I think is a really good commander too. Yeah. Being able to destroy artifacts and enchantments yeah, on re- sticks. So. Repeatably. Yeah. yeah. Repeatably. And it's turtle, yeah. so it matters. Yes. Yeah. Turtles do matter. <laughs> turtles. <laughs> Turtle, turtle. <laughs> right, Master of Disguise. Yeah, that's right. Such a good movie. No. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's not it's a not, it's not a good movie, but we well. we have fun watching yeah. it. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, it's good in my childhood memory, but doesn't age well. We should have that playing in the background. Our next Commander League. There you go. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah we won't pay attention <laughs> to the game. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, uh, thank you so much for listening, uh, and we're gonna wrap up this episode of Turn One Soul Ring. We're going to be back next week, continuing our archetype series. And in the meantime, if you'd like to get in touch with us, ask us any questions, you can find us at turn one soaring the podcast at gmail.com on Instagram at turn one soaring underscore the podcast. And you can follow me on Instagram at command beacon and Riley, do you have anything to plug social media? Yeah. Uh, you can follow me on, on Twitter at Riles Dayton, uh, R I L E S D E I G H T O N. Do you have to spell your last name a lot, like in daily life? Yes. Right? Yeah. If I if I go to like an office somewhere and I gotta check in, it's like no, it's it's not D A Y, it's D E I. Man, if someone asked like, me how to spell your last <laughs> name, I'd just be like, boom. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well, we're currently doing our uh, September giveaway of uh, six Throne of Eldraine booster packs. Uh, that's and that's going to be split between two lucky winners. And you can enter that by finding the giveaway post on our Instagram account. And we'll announce the winners for that at the end of September. And at, and at the uh, on October 1st, we will be starting our October giveaway, which uh, I don't think we've decided what that's going to be yet. It's probably going to be something spicy, though, because yes. it's October. Maybe something like Halloween-y. This set's kind of Halloween, though. It's sort of serendipitous that it came out at this time of year. Yeah. Or they just planned it. That's probably what happened. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, you can find us uh, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Spotify. And wherever you find us, go ahead and give us a little rate and review. And, you know, make it five stars. That We'd really appreciate that if you could do that. Just make it a nice review, okay? 
Say nice things. <laughs> yeah, say, just say nice things. Yeah. Say yeah. nice things. <laughs> That's going to be my catchphrase for this episode. Yeah. Just say nice things, guys. We're wrapping it up. Show me your TBs. Yeah. What make, do you make your choices? Okay. Yeah. Say nice things. Turn one soul ring. What's both their names? Is it Will and Kenrith? Will and Kenrith. Rowan. No, real. No, it's Will and Rowan Kenrith. Yeah. Yeah, because then that new knight, the king, is Kenrith. Yeah. Yeah. I just noticed that. They're the kids. Oh. They're the babies. They're the royal scions. Like, Violet is my scion. They were born of a witch. Or also my progeny. Yeah, in the story. Or my um, spawn. Yeah. (laughs) I could spoil the story for everybody. Don't spoil the story, Riley. They turn into planeswalkers. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I just had to say it. <laughs> <laughs>